0: Welcome to NSN Daily here on a Thursday, brought to you by the Dolan Auto Group. Chris Murray and Brian Samudio with you, busy show. Mike Edwards going to join us here to talk a little Fresno State. We're going to track down Amanda Levins, Nevada head women's basketball coach, are off to a 3-0 and start. Getting ready to go on the road and take on Portland State. And there's another team that's somewhere. <laughs> Where are they? Just take the shot, Brian. <laughs> Alex Margulies is in, yeah. Are you, are you in St. John now, or is this St. Thomas?
1: Uh, Yes, guys, we have actually made our way across uh, the Caribbean Sea from St. Thomas to St. John. Uh, The team had some downtime this afternoon, decided to come over on the ferry, uh, spent some time in Trunk Bay, which is a beautiful national park, and uh, a lot of the guys got a chance to go snorkeling and just really get their first downtime uh, since since getting down to the Virgin Islands, so a lot of smiles uh, all the way around uh, when it comes to the Wolfpack.
0: Is that your boat behind you? Is that your ferry (laughs) that you need to take to go back?
1: Yeah, yeah, so we are on kind of a, a time limit. So if you guys actually start seeing that boat move at all, uh, give me a signal. Oh, I sure, run yeah, we'll be just, sure to let you know. <laughs> yeah, just, I don't want to get stranded. <laughs> Although if I do get stranded here, you know, it uh, wouldn't be the worst, I guess, right?
0: Worst places. We're, do we need to do, just, uh, do we
1: need I, to I do a I do want to ask, where did need you get that shirt? A That's
2: a nice shirt, I like that shirt. Where did that one come from?
1: Thank you. Actually, this is uh, Tipsy Elves, a uh, friend of the program. Nice. nice. Uh, what is it, Nick Morton? He's mm-hmm. always jumping in the mailbag. My wife got me this shirt, uh, a couple of them. They're usually a crowd pleaser. Got the pineapples, got the teal. You know, it just kind of gets me in the uh, the island spirit.
2: Are you the big uh, Honu over there as well, or is that only a Hawaiian thing? Does that go uh, down to the Caribbean as well?
1: You know, that's actually a really fair question. I would say Honu is probably gonna be more uh, of a Hawaiian islands thing, although I haven't had a chance to tell you this story, but my new nickname um, in Mexico is Jaguar. There's a very long story behind that, but. Uh, if you guys can call me Jaguar when referencing Mexico, okay. uh, that's going to be very important. Let, me, important.
0: let me write that down, <laughs> I'll put that down on the list. <laughs> well, there is a basketball team that's with you. Uh, you were able to get uh, the guys practicing at the University of Virgin Islands this morning. Uh, we appreciate the access to get to see, see the guys work out. A um, lot of guys in, the, in good spirits. Uh, tell me about the workout. What did you see?
1: I, I saw a team that was flying around, that was hungry, uh, going through their drills with a lot of passion. Um, you know, this is a team that obviously is not happy with the way they started the season. And I think they're itching to get back out on the floor and just show that what happened at Davidson earlier this week was was more of a fluke than the team that they're going to see all season long. Uh, they're they're a hungry group. And I, and I think that uh, they're excited to show what they can do here in this paradise jam and in and, and a tournament format uh, what they can do uh, against the competition here this week.
0: All right, you had a chance this morning to chat with Nevada senior guard, sharpshooter Jazz Johnson. Uh, let's send it to that interview uh, talking about not just playing basketball, but being in St. Thomas in the Virgin Islands.
1: Just how incredible is it to be here in the Virgin Islands?
3: Uh, it's amazing. Uh, it's beautiful out here. Uh, having a fun time, about to go do some more stuff. Uh, it's really just an amazing sight to take in. Um, just having a fun time bonding with the guys, uh, getting to know each other more and having fun.
1: What's your first impression of just kind of riding
3: around the island, looking at the sights, and, and just kind of being here in the in the Caribbean? Uh, well, first thing is how humid it is. Uh, I think I've been sweating since I got off the plane. So, um, I mean, it's just, like, it's just amazing to really look at, like, you know, like, I mean, just look behind me, like, this is incredible. You know, you don't get to see this every day. And especially, you know, being in Reno, you know, landlocked city uh, or state. Um, you know, we, we don't get to see stuff like this very often. Is this one of those kind of pinch-me moments
1: as a basketball player, the amazing places that this game can take you if you work hard and, and
3: do the right things? Uh, for sure. This is a dream. Um, you know, you, you dream to be able to go around the world and see different things and uh, experience different lifestyles and cultures. And, you know, I'm blessed to be able to say that I've been able to do that so far.
1: Now, some guys out there, I mean, I was here in – some people had never even left the mainland of the U.S. before. Who do you think is the most geeked up to get out there and go swimming?
3: Uh, I think me because the only other time I've been off the mainland is when we went to Costa Rica. So uh, I'm excited for any time we can get off, it, get off the mainland and do something fun. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to do the full experience.
1: What's on the itinerary You're going over to St. John's? Are you planning on doing some snorkeling? I mean, what's kind of on your bucket list right now?
3: Yeah, I'm snorkeling. I'm in the water. Uh, I'm taking full advantage of everything we're doing because um, you never know when you're going to be back. So, for sure, I'm I'm doing everything that they got planned for us. Um, for basketball, uh,
1: what is this team focused on right now? Coming off the loss of Davidson, what do you guys want to improve on as you go into this tournament tomorrow?
3: Uh, really, just bouncing back. You know, staying together. Um, obviously, we have to work on our defense. Uh, that's a, a continuous thing that we're going to continue to work on. Uh, Offensively, obviously, you know it's going to come along. Um, just overall, just as a team, we got to come along and work hard and just keep keep staying at it.
1: What do you like about where your game's at right now?
3: Um, I just feel comfortable right now, um, and I think that's when I'm playing my best is when I feel comfortable and I feel like I know what I'm doing. Um, so really, that's that's really about it. When I'm comfortable, I feel like I'm I'm confident. So that's that's the best thing about it
1: some people are a little
3: frustrated two and three to start the year but what do you think this team can go out and improve and show people uh, over the next week um uh, we can prove that you know that we're, we still we're still a good team you know like stuff like this happens it happens to the best of teams um and it's best that we w- go through this adversity now um so you know we don't go through it at the end of the season uh we learn now so then when the end of the season comes we can get better
0: Jazz Johnson there uh, just off the balcony of the hotel overlooking uh, an incredible scene there in uh, St. Thomas. Uh, now, uh, Alex picking us up once again at St. John as the guys go back. What's the uh, what's the itinerary tonight? Do you know what the guys are going to be up to tonight? I mean, I would imagine Coach Alford is like, all right, you've had your fun. Let's focus on basketball.
1: Yeah, so they get out and practice this morning, a couple hours out here at St. John, and now it's just kind of rest up, get some dinner, get some rest, uh, probably some film and, and continue to go over the game plan uh, for Fordham. So despite the fact the guys are out here and, and getting to enjoy, you know, being here at the Virgin Islands, uh, everyone is fully aware that this is a business trip. They're, they're taking it very seriously, and, and, you know, basketball comes first, and, and this team is excited and, and, and ready to hit the floor on Friday.
0: All right, Alex, you were able to actually uh, check out Fordham's practice, and as Chris has pointed out, this is a team that's only shooting 38% from mm-hmm. the floor. This is a team that's having a tough time putting the ball in the basket. What did you see with the Fordham?
1: They look like they have decent size just on the eye test. Um, but, you know, just for me, when I went, went back and just kind of looking at the numbers and, and what they do well, what Nevada does well, uh, I, I think Nevada can come out and, and should uh, handle Fordham pretty well in this game. They do come in 3 and 0, but their competition uh, certainly has not been very difficult. Uh, they're one of the lower tier teams in the A 10, but. You never know. And for Nevada, there is a lot of motivation right now because if they win, they put themselves in a really good position. They don't have to play basketball on Saturday. They get a full day off. Uh, Maybe some more enjoyment here on the islands if they do win. Otherwise, uh, they'll have to play Saturday and and wait an extra day uh, to kind of enjoy the spoils uh, of the Virgin Islands. So maybe that is some extra motivation going into this game and making sure that the team takes care of business
0: in round number one. Uh, Alex, the boat behind you is moving. I <laughs> uh, just want to point that. No, no, it isn't, but uh, we appreciate the time and I hope yep, yep, yep. Uh, we hope that Nevada wins tomorrow. You get, you get a chance to uh, continue to enjoy uh, the spoils. Of course, Alex is not just down there on vacation. He is doing play-by-play for uh, Nevada men's basketball while John Ramey is on the call for football at Fresno State. You can see that or see that game on flowhoops.com. That's a subscription site or listen to Alex on the radio on uh, 94.5 FM on uh, on uh, Friday. That is a 1215 tip from St. Thomas. Appreciate it, Al. You got it, guys. Tough draw. Tough draw. <laughs> Once again, a tough draw. But yeah. tough. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we talk about Fordham and having a little bit of size, but if you can't score, you can't win.
2: Yeah, but they got two six foot nine guys, two of their top three scorers, and they are out rebounding teams by seven rebounds per game. So there is a bit of an issue as far as Nevada not having uh, great size. So that'll be a key matchup.
0: I got a feeling Alex and the the guys are going to have Saturday off. Coach Levin's next. Welcome back into NSN Daily. There is an undefeated basketball mm. team up on campus. I'm going to knock on. Plastic here on the desk because I don't want to jinx them, but uh, Amanda Levins, women's basketball team, off to a 3-0 start, and the ladies looking like they're gelling quickly.
2: Yeah, very good start. I mean, I think uh, a trip to Spain really did help them, Mm -hmm. uh, and they've gotten off to a very solid start. Uh, You're seeing diversity in scoring. You're seeing the sophomores from last year, or the freshmen from last year, being better players as sophomores, all the work they put in in the off season, the development by the coaching staff has really played off. And then a lot of the transfers are making impacts, which is what you want from a transfer group. So uh, great start to the the women's season, and then we'll see if they're able to keep it up they head over to Portland.
0: That's us uh, send it out to uh, Lawler Event Center, where uh, Nevada Women's Head Basketball Coach Manda Levins joins us now on the headset. Uh, coach, three and O starts. It's it's tough to be critical, but coaches are supposed to be critical. Um, after a three and O start, you have to be smiling pretty good, though.
4: Yeah, you know, I've been really proud of our team for just finding ways to win. Um, we definitely have not been perfect. Uh, we've a lot of things that we can do a lot better, but the, the finding a way to win, especially on the road in our last game, I was just really proud of our team. And like you guys mentioned, we have lots of different players stepping up, doing different things on different nights. And you know, coming into the season, we were excited about our depth. And I think that has shown pretty well for us so far.
0: Yeah, Coach, take us back to that Utah Valley uh, win on the road. You're in Orem, Utah. It's your first trip out on the road, and you're running into some uh, some diversity, running into some some uh, adversity rather. And uh, what did you tell your team when you know fell behind a little bit earlier, down one, down ten after one quarter? What did you tell your team, and what worked?
4: Well, you know that first quarter we really had trouble scoring. We only scored five points, and I think with a uh, maybe a more fragile group or a less experienced group that. People would start to panic in that situation, but the one thing our team did not do in that game was panic. Uh, we really tried to lock in on defense and get stops and chip away at that 10-point lead, and you know try to get to a certain amount by the five-minute mark in the second quarter, and then get it to a certain you know uh, advantage. Hopefully, you know by halftime. And I thought our team really listened to us in the timeouts of how to chip away at that lead and just settled in and you know um, found a way to found a way to win on the road because that was not a pretty game. And um, give Utah Valley a lot of credit. You know we we built a 10-point lead in the second half and we did not hang on to it so you know that's a big takeaway for us is you know not letting teams come back when you have an advantage like that hanging on to it and kind of sticking to the things that got you there
2: a couple of your wins have been very very close uh, how proud have you been just being able to see them close out games and win tightly contested games because when you get into Mountain West play there are going to be a lot of tightly contested games and how you play in the couple of you know final couple minutes will dictate kind of how your season goes
4: Absolutely, you know, and with our group, we really wanted to learn how to win in the preseason and learn, I think we have a lot of players that have won a lot in other places, but they have not won together. And so winning close games and building that confidence that when you get in those moments, you believe that you can get a stop on defense. You believe that you can execute and get the shot that you want on offense. So I think, you know, those things are just so important right now and as coaches, that's what we really wanted to learn in the preseason. We know we're gonna continue to get better at the at the execution part on both ends of the floor and get better game preparation and just stuff that we really feel like we can control and that we can be a strength of ours as a program but we can't teach them how to win that's something that they have to accomplish and learn how to do on their own and we've done a great job of that so far
0: coach chris talked about the trip to spain and going overseas and not just the experience of of seeing uh, a, a faraway land a lot of uh, players may not get to experience that in their lives but those few games of getting to gel when you do have freshmen turning into sophomores making that big leap between two seasons and the transfers coming in is your team where you were hoping it was going to be is it where you expected it to be at this time you're sitting 3 and 0 i mean but uh, at the same time is it where you wanted the team to be
4: well we honestly like i would love us to be better at a lot of things on the basketball court right now um and i think as a coach you always want that um there are things we're doing incredibly well but i think there's a lot of things we could be doing well more consistently and that's something that we need to get better at and we talked to our team you know after we got back from utah valley and it's like we need to learn these lessons from a win and not come back to a team meeting and have to be talking about similar things from a loss because that's you know we don't want to just experience it that way. Let's learn, you know, on a positive note after we have enjoyed the win, but we have to go back and look at like, these are the things that really could have beat us in this game. Um, you know, the trip to Spain, when we went over there, we just, we got to work through so many things that we would have been working through in the month of November. Cause we got to play games. We got to go back and look at those games, look at the film and learn lessons from those. And honestly, like we did not play great team basketball in Spain. But it was great for us because now we like understand how to play more as a team. Whereas, you know, in August, we were not a good team together. And I think we were able to work through a lot of that stuff, you know, through that trip.
0: Portland State coming up over the weekend. You go back out on the road. Uh, the Lady Vikes are, are one in three, a win over, over some lesser competition. But uh, they faced a team that looks like you, a team that you want to beat in Boise State. And they really weren't competitive against the Broncos. What do you have to do to go in and, and beat a team that, Now, on paper, we can say it, that this is a team that you should probably go in and handle. But when when it's your position and you're the coach, you obviously don't go walk around (laughs) talking like that. But what do you do when you know that you're facing a team that is not playing great basketball right now?
4: Well, I think, you know, Portland State, they went to an NCAA tournament last year. They return a great point guard who's actually the sister of one of our players um, who was the conference freshman of the year two years ago. And they have six freshmen, and every game they're playing, they're better. Um, They were really competitive in their last game against UC Irvine, who's a good, you know, West Coast program. Um, So for us, we're definitely not taking them lightly. I feel like every game that I've watched them play, they've gotten better every single game. Um, They play a different type of defense. You know, we'll see zone. From start to finish in that game. And again, teaching six players how to play a certain system, it takes time. And their zone's gotten better every single game. And so we know we need to go in there and play well. You know, statistically, teams play better at home. You know, they shoot better at home, their environment is more comfortable. And so for us, we need to go up there and really be ready for a team that, in my opinion, has just gotten better every game they played this season.
2: You lost a couple of stars last year over the offseason, and you've had somebody step into that starring role. I mean, Essence Booker has been fabulous 18 points per game, five rebounds a game, more assists and turnovers, shooting 53% from the field, hitting half of her threes. Is this the progression you kind of saw in her, and how important has it been able to see somebody step into that role where you can, you know, you, know you can kind of count on a productive game from at least one player every single time out?
4: Yeah, I mean, Essence has just been so coachable. And, you know, since we've recruited her and gotten her on campus, we've really just believed in her skill set. She can score in a variety of ways, and um, her learning where to get the shots that she's really good at making within our offense and within transition. She's really done a great job of trying to apply her strengths to you know, our system. And obviously, a great offseason for her. A lot of time in the gym, a lot of time in the weight room, really buying into the strength and conditioning aspects so she can be a consistent player. But yeah, she's been really steady for us this year. And you know, moving forward, we know that people are going to know about us. And she's not going to surprise people. And so we need everybody else on the team ready to step up. And I think so far this season, we've had different people ready to step up on different nights. And I think as an identity for our team, that's who we're going to be. It's not going to be one person. It's not going to be two people. I think we have you know anywhere from five to eight people. That could be our leading score on any given night, depending on who we're playing and how they're defending us.
0: So it's going to be Nevada at Portland State. Noon tip-off on Saturday up in the Pacific Northwest. We want to listen to it on the radio. NBC Sports Radio 94.1 FM or on the AM dial at 1450. Coach Levens, appreciate your time and uh, best of luck up in Portland. Thank you. And I love what I'm seeing out of this team right now. And this is this is the progression that we expected when Amanda Levins was hired. I mean, I thought it was a home run from day one, and now you look at how well this team has gelled in a very short amount of time.
2: Yeah, I mean, she inherited some good pieces that first year, and mm-hmm. they made a great run in that Mountain West tournament, getting all the way to the championship game, coming within a bucket of getting in their first NCAA tournament. Remi- <laughs> why remind me of that? <laughs> but then, you know, last year was kind of a rebuild. I mean, right. uh, Coach Levins went with a very talented freshman class and played those freshmen and knew that to build this thing for the long term. That's what she had to do and then adding some transfers this year uh, Everything is kind of lined up that now she has her pieces in place and you know going against a game like Portland State Where they're going to zone Nevada, Nevada could not shoot the three well enough to really have effective games against the zone They're shooting the three much much better this game So uh, more diversity in scoring more abilities to be able to win games. They are playing pretty good defense as well So uh, yeah, this is where you kind of want to be in year three now. You have all your pieces in place You have your culture in place uh, now you got to go out there and, and win some games, and that's what they've started uh, to do to, to begin this season.
0: Coming up next here on NSN Daily, we'll check in with the big fella, Mike Edwards, color commentator and former member of the union, will join us and talk about Fresno State. That's next. <music> NSN Daily rolling on on your Thursday, and uh, you know it feels like this football team hasn't played in <laughs> two months. I mean, I, the late season bye weeks always throw me off.
2: But it's good for the team. It's good for I the mean, team. It, yeah, an unusual 2 bye week No, But it has been a while since we've seen Nevada play, and they played so well the last time we saw them against San Diego State. So you kind of wonder, did some of that momentum, was it lost? But Coach Norvell yeah. said during his press conference this week that he feels like his team still has the same edge now as it did when it went into the San Diego State game. So we'll see on uh, Saturday against Fresno State.
0: All right, let's go uh, talk to the man who never takes a bye week, Mike Edwards, former Nevada offensive lineman and uh, now color commentator with the University of Nevada. First off, Man, the handlebars look
5: fantastic. My Fresno Fu Manchu. You like that?
0: I'm liking that very Trying to much. Be tough. As if guys wouldn't Thanks. mess with Mike Edwards in the first place, <laughs> then he grows that out. You look like you ought to be uh, patrolling Tombstone back in the 1800s.
5: Yeah, I'm um, inspired by firemen all over the world. Yes. Uh, Tombstone and uh, the wrestling, all combined into one little science teacher.
0: Yeah, I, I just, <laughs> one little science teacher. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, talk about this matchup against Fresno State. Uh, it, there's there's always just kind of a little more juice to it when Nevada plays Fresno State, isn't there?
5: Oh, there, there always is. It must be that the, the red color versus the blue, uh, old rivalries. Um, it's always a defensive battle. Um, and it's, it's just, uh, it's just one of those things that, and, and, and the top of that, uh, this Saturday is going to be, a, their senior night too. So, um, it's always a battle going against Fresno. You know, they've been ranked, uh, to win the, win the division a couple of times. You know, they were up uh, a couple of times this last four or five years, and it's always been a battle.
2: Nevada obviously comes in with back-to-back wins, so they're trending in the right direction. What have you liked about how they've played the last couple of weeks, and then specifically against San Diego State, picking up that first road win against the top 25 team in the school's history?
5: Oh, a couple things. I think uh, number one is grinding things out. they got that Nevada grit actually showing and, and creaming up to the top. And I like the way, and Carson said it, uh, and the team has said uh, uh, over the uh, span of the last couple of weeks is that the game has slowed down a little bit, and they were able to do a few things that they've been practicing and see the results uh, come forth and, and be able to win because of those results. And I, I just like, I like the way they've been gelling a little bit more on the sidelines and overall in practicing and in shows on the field during game day.
0: Mike Edwards joining us now, uh, former Nevada offensive lineman. Mike, uh, in your playing days, uh, you'd get a bye week, and that was the only one you got. Nevada's got two this year, yeah, and a late season bye week as well. What were your thoughts as a player when when you went into a bye week, especially coming off a win?
5: Uh, coming off a win, you think uh, it would be like killing the mojo. I'm always about the mojo, but. In turn, it makes you a little bit more – it's kind of like an appetizer. You know, Thanksgiving's coming up. You have little appetizers on the side. You're ready for that big meal. Our big meal are these two weeks, uh, making break of the season. So the bye weekend is sometimes not so good for the mentality, uh, but it is good for the the physical aspect of it. I know our guys have been banged up and bruised. A lot of those guys have been – stepping up in positions and and playing extra reps because of all the people injured uh it's a perfect time for a bye week this year uh having it late in the season Um, but mentality wise it might be a little hiccup uh, back when i played but i think physical wise that outweighs everything and uh you're more eager to play uh that that lad the next week after bye week
2: Nevada goes into this game as a 14-point underdog, so they're still not getting a lot of respect. How much do you think that seeps into the minds of the guys? They're obviously not betting on the game, but they are seeing, okay, we just went out and beat San Diego State. Fresno State lost to San Diego State, and we're supposed to lose this game by two touchdowns?
5: Yeah, going to mentality, that would absolutely tick me off. We played the number 24 uh, team in the nation, beat them at their own house. They are darn good football players darn good football team Rocky Long does an amazing job and all of a sudden we go to the team that uh San Diego beat up pretty good too and we are down by 14 against Fresno State it's just a little bit of that uh little kind of cattle prod to the side uh and 14 points I was surprised when I heard about that uh, a couple days ago I just uh that would that would that would sliver me up and, and hopefully fester it up on on Saturday and and Sure, the spread. I'm not really a spread guy either, <laughs> um, but that that ticked me off a little bit.
2: What are some of your keys going into this game? I mean, Nevada, you know, beat San Diego State, but they still really struggled to run the ball. And and Coach Marvel clearly wants to be able to run the ball and be able to sustain drives and keep the ball away from the opposition, really help his defense out. What does Nevada need to do in this game uh, to come out with the victory?
5: Well, I think number one is uh, that turnover turnover battle is always a must. Um, Got to have the ball in our hands. Defense has been doing a phenomenal job. Uh, we got to get more a few more turnovers. Um, the quarterback, uh, uh, Rene, he, he kind of he gets out of that pocket, and I, he's able to give that ball up a little bit, both throwing and fumbling. Um, I think turnover battle is, is a big one. Um, I think um, getting after him on defense, which we have been, is, is another one. But I, I think running the ball. They're fairly decent in, the, in, in the, the, the rush defense, but not so good against pass defense. I think little tiny out routes, um, they got that cover four uh, where the, um, the DBs kind of let everything happen in front of them. And I think what we did against San Diego in um, and, and the prior game is that we pick away and get those smaller passes and hopefully lull them to sleep and get those big, big, big plays. But I think make, making big plays and turnovers is, our, is our, are our few keys to the game to win.
0: You know, Mike, a lot of coaches talk about playing meaningful college football in late November. and That's exactly what's yeah. going on with this football team right now, despite a couple of long flights. I'm sure that when you were on the plane, there were a couple of flights home that were pretty quiet coming back to Reno. Uh, not giving away any locker room secrets. Put me on that flight. What was it like coming back from San Diego State? Where do you think the mentality of this team is heading into literally the final two games?
5: Um, it, I think it's all about eye contact um, coming home from San Diego it was even though it was late and we had to drive uh, into Ontario because the noise ordinance from San Diego um, you, you can still see even it was like one or two o'clock in the morning as soon as we hit the, the, the plane people kind of perked up a little bit and you can still see some juice running through like and an kind of awe, like hey we just beat a number 24 uh, seed uh, in football and it's kind of cool. And that little seed planted, uh, I'm sure last week's practice was a little bit, uh, enthusiastic, if you say, and, uh, and then eager to, to go into this week, uh, with the good intentions of, of beating up Fresno. So, uh, the mojo on the, on the, on the flight and the, and the plane ride back was, was pretty spectacular.
0: One last thing before I let you go, Mike. Uh, uh, one, what's the subject matter today in the class? And two, uh, do, the, do your children, uh, are they afraid? And I mean, not just your children, but the, the kids you're teaching, are they afraid of the stash? You know, Is this, oh is this something gosh. you got to keep around?
5: So I, I can't give you uh, my secrets of uh, plane flights, but I have to give my secrets away for the classroom, too. Oh, sorry. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, breaking no, news. Uh, t- t- today, it's all about uh, convection currents and plate tectonics and how they move. Uh, and the forces within, and then uh, this—I'm kind of a—I'm kind of a big teddy bear. Uh, but don't poke the bear. Um, this adds a little bit of scariness and uh, flavor to that uh, mean streak that can kind of, kind of come come with the poking of the bear. But no one usually pokes it. Uh, after a while, they they know uh, we we draw that line, the respect level, and so this is just an added bonus.
0: Mike, not just ed- educating us on Nevada football, yeah, but educating our future leaders at Reno High School. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate the time. And uh, enjoy the trip. Get some Doghouse Grill, man.
5: Uh, that's what I heard. He got a nice little barbecue down there. But uh, uh, we'll, we'll do our best. It's a long bus ride. That's going to be fun. All right, <laughs> but, man. But we'll, we'll be all right. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Appreciate it, Mike. Uh, yeah. I, if you're working at the Doghouse Grill in Fresno, which we will always, always recommend. It's fantastic oh, yeah. right across the street from the Save Mart Center where they play basketball and the university is right there. Um, but if you're working at the, the desk and my, that guy walks in, and Mike yeah. Edwards walks in, you're like, uh... uh. All right, put some more on. We're going to need it. Yeah,
2: for sure. I mean, that place is great. Uh, yeah. It's amazing. You can never find a seat, uh, yeah. whether it's a game day or not a game day. There's no parking in the area, but it, it is a. It's very worthwhile. And, yeah, if you went, I'm sure you could put down quite a few tri-tip uh, s- sandwiches. They also have tri-tip tacos. Uh, the fries are amazing. Yep. Like, uh, Fresno is not my favorite place, yeah. but I do miss being able to go to that location in particular.
0: You need a need a franchise up here in yeah. Nevada, <laughs> but at the same time, it's... Uh, it, it is one of the better places <laughs> on the road trips. Got up next here on NSN Daily. We finally have a 4A Northern Championship set. Demani Ranch victorious over the reed. They will face Bishop Minogue in the title game. We'll recap what happened between Demani Ranch and reed. Coming up. <laughs> we finally have a Northern 4A Championship game. <laughs> Not the way we all wanted it, I guess, to go scheduling-wise. We don't know. Well, obviously don't care who wins. We want to see somebody from the north maybe make a big run of the state championship, but one when, when the scheduling has to go the way that it has because of a whooping cough scare and a health scare, it's it's always kind of a bummer, but uh, we'll see what happens next Monday night. I mean, yep. this is going to be a fun one. Damani Ranch is going to face off against Bishop Minogue, but uh, Reed with a big... You know, a, a great fight uh, to make it to the uh, northern semifinals.
2: So, yeah, I think DeMonte was the better team all along, and they kind of proved it in the game. And then they got up 28 to zero. I actually live about a mile and a half away from Demoni Ranch, and where the line of cars waiting to get out of there right. <laughs> around halftime. So they kind of put it away early, and it was really Demoni Ranch's defense that was the the story in this one for me. I mean, Demoni Ranch did all right on offense, and Ashton Hayes had a really good game on the ground with three touchdowns, 161 yards. Uh, but the Mustangs' defense did a tremendous job. I mean, they held. Uh, the Raiders saw 150 rushing yards on 43 carries so 3.5 yards per carries and held their uh, quarterback Jack Franz who's had a great season under 100 yards throwing the ball. So uh, Damonte Ranch's defense really stepped up and now it sets up a rematch of last year's 4 A championship game between Damonte Ranch and Bishop Minogue and, and that was an epic game. If this Absolutely. is anything close to what that was, uh, everybody will be in a treat Monday
0: night. So looking at these two teams, obviously there's star power on both sides. You kind of know what both teams want to do. Um, if I, I don't want to say pick a pick right now but what is let's let's first go what does Bishop Minogue have to do to win this one? Yeah I mean I think it's just keep the ball on the ground
2: again yep. I mean they were do so what you su- do yeah so successful running the ball against Spanish Springs they got off to a great start and uh, that's really their their uh, modus operandi. I mean they have a great offensive line they have a couple of Division one players up on that uh, you know offensive line. Uh, Drew Scaleri has been a lot more active as a quarterback running the ball. Uh, you've seen Zeke Lee do a really really good job. Uh, taking over for Peyton Dixon as the lead running back, and uh, you know I think it'll be a, v- a very different story from what we saw in the regular season yeah. game. In the regular season game, Demonte Ranch handled Bishop no pretty easily, but Drew Scalera did not play in that game. Coach Howard actually played his son at quarterback. His son is a freshman, yeah. <laughs> getting his first varsity start. So good luck, can, son. Yeah, completely <laughs> throw that game away. Um, and I do think it comes down to the trenches in this game. Demonte Ranch has been strong there. Bishop Minogue, obviously very talented and very big uh, on the offensive front. Uh, so I think that's the key to the game: is whoever runs the ball better uh, is probably going to be the team that comes out victorious.
0: If Demani or Demani Ranch does what they did, Uh, Early on in this one like they did against Reed where you're turning your opponent over and Mm -hmm. give the ball to Ashton Hayes He's one of my favorite players in the north to watch run the football aside from maybe a Drew Worthen over at Reno High, but Ashton's only a sophomore and he already has a a scholarship offer from the University of Nevada Stay home Ashton. It's a great place to play (laughs) and go to college But for me if you're DeMonte Ranch keep doing what's been working for you and you, you can't be overwhelmed by the moment And I don't think either one of these teams will be one because of coaching Mm -hmm. the coaches on both sides Sean Dupree and and you talk about Ernie Howard and his staff it it doesn't get any better when, when you look at these coaching staffs and two it's an expectation. These two teams expect to be here and expect to win. So I don't think either team is going to be overwhelmed by the moment.
2: Yeah, and Monte Ranch is coming off 11 straight wins. I mean, they lost their season opener against a team in California and they've gone on this run and they haven't even really been all that challenged by teams in the north. So they are probably the favorite going into this one. If you look at the max preps rankings, they're ranked a little bit higher than Minogue. Now, they did get upset by Minogue last season. The uh, Monte Ranch was a pretty heavy favorite going into that championship mm-hmm. game. I think this is a closer matchup on paper, so we'll see exactly how it turns out. But I think uh, the players who were on last year's team they probably have that feeling of redemption and we felt like we should have been the team going to the state championship and making a run potentially uh, you know play Gorman in the state final so uh, you know there there are those feelings as well and these teams know each other very very well they're in the exact same league so they play each other during the regular season they matched up twice last year twice this year now Uh, so it it should be a really fun game and it should be a game uh, that whoever comes out on top uh, should be very proud of what they've accomplished this season because both teams have had some adversity they've lost some really great players and they've been able to show uh, you know that this is a program. This is not just a team that has a couple of star players and will fall off uh, when those star players leave. And you mentioned the coaches. To me, these are the two best football coaches in the North, and mm-hmm. I don't think you can really argue it at this point. Uh, Coach Howard is the one who gets all of the love, and he should because of all these regional championships yeah. that he won first at Reed and then uh, last year with the Miners. But Sean Dupree uh, has done an absolutely tremendous job and is probably a little bit underrated and doesn't get as much credit for the kind of program that he's built down there at the Monty Ranch.
0: It's crazy because this is such a great rivalry that has started to really blossom. You know, Bishop Minogue and Damonte Ranch the Battle for the Cross Saw and mm-hmm. everything going on down there. You can literally, if you haven't been there, you can stand up on the front steps at Bishop Minogue or the front steps at Damonte Ranch, look across the valley, mm-hmm. literally just miles away, and see the other high school, yeah. basically. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun. It's going to be 6 o'clock Monday night, the 25th. We're going to air it right here on Nevada Sportsnet. 6 p.m. kickoff. Mike Rippey and Dan Gustin, of course, with the play-by-play call. Want to watch it right here live on Nevada Sportsnet for a Northern Championship is going to be a lot of fun on Monday night. Coming up next here on NSN Daily, it's our weekly feature, bet or no bet, we go football, we go Christmas, and we go blackout. Is black one of UNLV's colors?
2: Yes. No. No? No? Yes? (laughs) No? Well, sometimes they wear black. We'll see. Let me get to
0: the question. Bet or no bet. That's coming up next. Welcome back to NSN Daily. Here on Thursdays, our segment bets or no bet, meaning would you take the bet or would you leave it on the table? That can be sports. That could be a boxing <laughs> match. That could be um, a holiday, and we will get to that in just a moment. And even fit a color, and we're going to get okay. to that in just a second. First off, uh, Niners-Packers. What a great Sunday night matchup. Going to be on our sister station, News Four. Niners at nine and one. Packers eight and two. You got two great quarterbacks. One that is on the verge of a Hall of Fame career. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Hall of Famer, and Jimmy Garoppolo with a Hall of Fame contract. Uh, we'll see you, uh, how how his next. Uh, Next amount of years go, but uh, yeah. he's off to a great start, too. Niners favored by three. Where's the game at? It is in San Francisco. Oh, sorry, I guessed. Uh, I'll take the Packers. Mm-hmm.
2: I will bet that game, and I will take the Packers to win and cover.
0: Uh, I do, too. Okay. <laughs> I do, too. I'm not convinced yet yeah. by Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, That's my only thing. I mean, they're still really,
2: really good. It's mm-hmm. just I think they will until they actually go and do it, I think there will always be this little bit of doubt in your head. Yeah. Because you've seen Aaron Rodgers go and do it. You're like, okay, I know that guy's really, really good. I know he can win a Super Bowl. I know he can lead a team. Uh, until you see Jimmy Garoppolo do those kinds of things, I think it's right to have some kind of uh, thing in the back of your head saying, you know, maybe maybe he's not really quite ready for this when it comes down to you know the biggest games on the biggest stage, and, and this is going to be a huge game for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have knocked down uh, almost every opponent that they've played, and they have answered a lot of questions along the way. But uh, I'll put my money on the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers going back kind of close to his hometown.
0: Yeah, if I myself I look at the injury reports. Uh, Devontae Adams is questionable in this one. Uh, one of uh, one of the great targets for Aaron Rodgers, but for the Niners, I need to see George Kittle. Healthy, he's not on their injury report this week, according to ESPN. Um, but you know, without George Kittle, I think this is a different football team. Don't get me wrong; um, they uh, they had a great week at tight end last week. But uh, you know, I, I think that uh, George Kittle is is one of the best, if not the best, in the National Football League. Raheem Mostert is questionable, and Robbie Gould. I mean, that's what cost the uh, Niners the mm-hmm. game against Seattle. Was yeah. a young kicker, a rookie kicker. So uh, until uh, Robbie Gould is back healthy. Um, I will stay, same thing. I'm going to take the Packers, uh, not just to cover, but uh, to win this, this football game. Uh, second, let's talk about holidays. <laughs> so let's talk about holidays. And Chris, you're very open with people about um, when you're out walking the dog or you're out going to do stuff here. Uh, you, showed, you took a picture and showed pictures of your living room, which is spotless. Oh, very clean. Let's look, look at this. It house. is immaculate. Everything very is clean white. <laughs> uh, we're all jealous of the Murrays. Uh, three Christmas trees you have. And you, and you put them up, what, last week? Uh, last weekend, Last, yeah. last La- weekend. La- last Saturday. That was, that was a hard bargain on
2: my part. Uh, but
0: look at these two beautiful children. Man. So they're like, look come on, dad, can we put the Christmas tree up? Look at how happy. They're very happy. But
2: yeah, we've never done it before uh, okay. Thanksgiving before. So this is uh, this is a new <laughs> uh, bet for me that I got passed uh, through the authorities to yeah. be able to put up some Christmas trees early. But that is a brand new Christmas tree. That's okay. a nine-footer. Jeez. Uh, we had not had that tree previously, so I was a little bit excited because I've been sitting in the garage for a little while. Nice. we got a pretty good deal on it, I thought. Uh, and that's the all-white Christmas tree. And yeah. then we've got two other ones. One's just got all my stupid ornaments that I've had for that's 25 awesome. years. That's I love that. Uh, you know, with like guitars and Dodgers things yeah. and, and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, and then the uh, my daughter has her own uh, as well that she did uh, in purple oh, and that's yellow. So cool. So. Good for her. Uh, I think most people would bet against. They would say no bet to put yeah, up Yeah, I'm going to go no treatment. bet on this,
0: man. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go no bet. But That's fine. I don't have children. I
3: don't have <laughs> there kids. There you go. Um, no, the it was me. It was me. It I'm was you not going to blame it
2: on the kids. They, okay. they obviously wanted to put the tree up as well. Yeah. But uh, I like Christmas. I don't know. I like trees. I, I like, like the holiday spirit, yeah. so wow. we got it up early, and we are hosting Thanksgiving, so we did check with a couple of people, and we made sure, like, is it cool? Is this going to offend you yeah. if you come this, to my this, house are you for gonna Thanksgiving? Get mad? But no, it's uh, it's over in the corner, so yes, it's a very clean area. So, uh, yeah, we uh, for the first year, maybe that will become a new tradition for us as I get to put up the Christmas trees before Thanksgiving.
0: I Just as long as you're not doing it before Halloween. No, man, no. I mean, I'm getting tired of already walking into stores and hearing Christmas music, but, <laughs> and I love Christmas music, but we could even do a better no bet on whether or not you're supposed to care if people that are coming to your house for Thanksgiving can actually have a voice in whether or not you have a Christmas tree up. Come on, it's your house. That is true. And it's a new house. It is a new house. Yeah, so.
2: So, yeah, there was a lot of uh, Christmas spirit in me. So, we're getting a little bit early this That's time. Awesome.
0: The kids look very happy. They were very happy. Very good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, third and final bet or no bet. There's been a lot of backlash about this. You know, Nevada versus UNLV, they're going to ha- make it a blackout mm-hmm. against UNLV. Yep. And. I mean, almost every team in the country has black uniforms or black, I mean, Nevada softball, Nevada basketball, Nevada baseball. You've seen them all wear black uniforms. But there's a lot of backlash because people are saying, it's a UNLV color. Well, if you go to the UNLV website, um, which is not in Crayon, um, I'm kidding, I'm (laughs) kidding. it says here, quote, part of the UNLV brand is our colors. The UNLV scarlet and gray are displayed prominently on our marketing materials, our campus, and within our athletic programs. We are not just UNLV, we are scarlet and gray. So mm-hmm. Nevada, silver and blue, UNLV scarlet and gray, but if you go down and you scroll down in this university identity page, which somebody spent a lot of time doing, they have three accent colors. I didn't know that they have uh UNLV scarlet then they have a dark scarlet they have accents colors of UNLV gray UNLV gray dark UNLV rich black okay um ac- so it's color. it's an, an official accent color I don't know what the difference is They even rich black have secondary color palettes scarlet muted gray no, muted which style. looks gray muted looks blue if you yeah. look at that there So is UNLV upset that Nevada's black and out? I don't think UNLV is <laughs> I'm hearing it so backlist from it? Nevada fans Well I think that don't want to wear black and yeah, Nevada. Nevada
2: fans probably want to wear the traditional colors on yeah. their rivalry game so that makes sense I'm always Fan of you know, one team wears all red, one team wears that's all, the way all it Navy blue, be. and then you go against each other. Usually, uh, you have a team that wears white, that's mm-hmm. usually uh, how it works, but um, it will be interesting to see what Nevada pulls out. We haven't really seen any crazy uniforms uh, so far this season. It's common, know? So, yeah, so. no, it's got to be. We common. have heard I have, from sources <laughs> yeah. that I cannot well, reveal well, we gotta go get that, that said they're going to do something special. What
0: exactly are they going to do for this game? Is it going to be all black? Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised, Nevada, if you're going to do a blackout and it's against UNLV, you, you want to get the cannon back all black. I mean, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with it. You know, I see Nevada fans' points on it, and I'm probably going to get an earful because I have to judge the city, uh, chili cook for the Silver and Blue Outfitters oh, nice. guys up in the north tar- parking lot, which is going to be fun. But, uh, yeah, somebody's probably going to go, yeah, we Silver
2: and Blue's got a pretty cool all-black sweatshirt yeah. for the game. Yeah, it's dope. I'm so maybe, sorry. Maybe that was really the partnership. And uh-huh. I'm curious if UNLV wears those UN helmets that uh-huh. Alex got all fired up about. Even though those were from the yes, yeah, they have worn, worn them once this year. Yes. But they bring them back in this game just to upset Nevada people and Nevada fans. Well, they would upset
0: Alex. Alex. I mean, is,
2: just as interesting as the game on the field
0: will be what they're
2: wearing uh, right, pregame. Of so
0: that's what this game was. <laughs> that's what the game has turned into <laughs> yeah. across the board. I mean, For people. Sure. Talked about Muss and and, and his 37 <laughs> different uniforms that Nevada would wear, and I liked most of them. There was mm-hmm. some where I was like, nee.
2: "The camo ones are horrible."
0: I thought the camo ones, but all the other
2: work. ones are pretty good. But
0: I, I liked I liked the the pink ones for breast cancer. I liked mm-hmm. the, loved it, the the tour turquoise uniforms uh, for uh, Native supporting and uh, the celebration of Native yep. American heritage. Uh, I liked the black uniforms, you know. So um, I even like just the script pack across the front in yeah. white. I thought they were very very clean, but yeah that's that's the funny thing is that now it's people worried about <laughs> what are they wearing instead of
2: i would who think what. the team would wear black on a blackout right yeah i
0: think that te- i think they gotta wear black
2: so all black with a black helmet yeah. maybe bring back a chrome helmet
0: i want to see all black I want to okay. see top okay. top okay. head to, you'd be all right with that I'd be, I'd be okay with it i'd okay. be fine with it and i'm a traditionalist I, yeah, you are. hey you know the fact that the fact that jay and his staff brought back the all blue uniforms this year I'm sold. Okay, I, I, love the, I just love the old blues. <laughs> yes. S- suddenly Nevada's not wearing white, gray, <laughs> white anymore. Right. Coming up next year on NSN Daily, some final thoughts, like we have more thoughts. <laughs> but yeah, we'll have some final thoughts coming up after the break. Thursday night football returns to our sister station Fox 11 tonight. Colts and the Texans in Houston. If you haven't watched Deshaun Watson play football this mm-hmm. year or Lamar Jackson play football, the matchup last weekend, head to head, was brilliant. Lamar Jackson was absolutely spectacular. Um, this will be a fun game tonight. I, I think I think the uh, I think the Texans will win this football game, but at the same time, the, one of the problems is is that the Colts or the uh, Texans are without four of their defensive backs. Mm-hmm. So. We'll see what uh, Jacoby Brissett can do for uh, for for uh, he is still starting right there yeah. for, for, for the Colts. Yeah, he was able and to uh, come back
2: after his injury and yeah. it's really close in the AFC South. Very like intelligent
0: all these, quarterback.
2: Yeah, all of these teams are like basically all just average, so mm-hmm. they're all probably going to yeah. go eight and eight. Yeah. Like between the Jaguars, the Titans, the Texans, and the Colts, you don't really have a lot of separation. So all those games are going to be very very important. Uh, I did say that my surprise team going into the season was going to be the Colts because I think a lot of people wrote them off after Andrew Luck got hurt. Uh, or, you know, basically got hurt and then decided to retire. Yeah. But Jacoby Brissett's played really, really well. I mm-hmm. mean, he's a very good quarterback. Uh, not as good as Deshaun Watson, but I feel yeah. like his supporting cast is a little bit better. So this should be a fun game. Should be an interesting game. Uh, and I think whoever wins this game will end up winning the AFC South mm-hmm. eventually down the road.
0: Eventually, which then will be the playoff mm. will be decided by rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> uh, I want to thank you for being with us here on NSN Daily. On your Thursday, Nevada will be taking on Fordham. The, uh, the Fordham University, uh, the Rams yes. of Fordham University in the, the Paradise Jam. Alex Margulies will have highlights for you here on Nevada Sportsnet. That'll do it for us this time around here on a Thursday. Make it a great night, and we'll see you on Friday.